0: Hey. hey, welcome to the Better With Wine podcast. We hope to make your day or evening or morning, whatever, better with wine. I'm Elena.
1: I'm Gracie. And we ferment and filter all this gritty info for your drinking pleasure. Yes, we do. Welcome. So, welcome.
0: <laughs> this is the Merlot episode. Merlot. We're in it. Yeah. We got, What is this? Five? Six? Five? five? Episode five? Hell yeah. Cool. I'm loving it. Yeah, me too. Merlot. 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 I feel like sweet Merlot. (laughs) Not sweet.
1: (laughs) Well, it can be. It is. How Merlot can you go?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty Merlot. Pretty (laughs) Merlot. You had me at Merlot. Wow! Oh, I gotta love, love it. a good pun. I'm obsessed. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not mad about it. That's we for should, sure. We should name all of our episodes here on out with a pun. I think we might. I think we could. Let's do it. It'd have to be creative. I'm a, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Or some some sort of a phrase. I like that it. Makes it funny. Works for me. <laughs> funny for us. Yeah. <laughs> At least we'll get a kick out of it. It's uh, great. So
1: you just got back from Florida. You had a little, mm-hmm. small little baby trip to not baby trip. I mean, Florida's a, a, pretty far away. Yeah, um, it was fun. So we, your
0: mom and aunt, my right? aunt. Yeah, my aunt turned sixty. Yay! Happy birthday! She had the best time. We drank a lot of wine. It was. We went to the beach like one day. It's still kind of chilly down there, but we're happy to see the sun. We all came home with um, tea towels that say. When my glass is empty, you better call Wine 1-1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Because we cracked up at the store when we saw it. I him. think that's the most Florida
1: <laughs> Florida thing for Midwesterners I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's like that
0: old cartoon lady that's, like, got the scraggly hair yes, and is skinny. Yes, yes, <laughs> so funny. Better call Wine 1-1. <laughs> so good. Yeah, so we had a lot of laughs, and it was a nice little getaway. I love it. Nice little getaway, yeah. Um, You needed it, too. Yeah, it was a (sighs) nice way to start the year, for sure. Yeah. You
1: just had a rough... Well, we all had a very rough (laughs) year. We all had a rough
0: (laughs) year. If (laughs) you haven't gotten on vacation yet, go.
1: (laughs) Just get away. We did. We were
0: very safe. We wore our masks and stayed inside a lot. We actually binge-watched a lot of Netflix at the condo, so... I mean, it's just getting away and... Yeah. Yeah. Not working. Florida's not the greatest with COVID, so... Time. Okay. Well, let's get into this, right? Let's do it. We're talking T- about Merlot. Tell Merle me about Merlot. Merlot, Merlot. How Merlot can you go? <laughs> it's better oh, when Merlot. you sing it. <laughs> so silly. Uh, for me, this grape has always been kind of a, a mystery. I feel like it's something everyone knows about. Like, you know Merlot. Yeah. You know it's a red wine. It's, it's a red wine. wine. Oh, have a People red know wine. it, but they don't yeah. really know much about it. Right, exactly. And and it's not something that I drink very often, so I, I learned quite a bit Um learning about it again for this episode, which I thought was really fun. So um, Merlot, in many ways, is very similar to Cabernet Sauvignon, and that goes also for what it looks like. Uh, Merlot grapes are dark blue to purple in color, big, plump, juicy grapes, and they're a thick skin variety as well, and they can be grown in very different styles, um, terroirs, which create different styles in the wine as well. So Merlot and Cabernet actually share a parent, Cabernet Franc, making them half-siblings. And the name Merlot comes from a French word meaning little blackbird, Merlot. It's spelled M E R L A U. And these little black words were meant, were always said that they enjoy eating the Merlot grapes, which is where it got its name from. Oh, cool. Yeah. I or love that. I've also read that it possesses black fruit notes, so they call it Little Blackbird. So for, yeah, for that reason, too. Yeah, for that reason as well.
1: Oh, I want to see what a Merlot looks like. That's oh, a I know. Merlot I did bird. not even
0: look it up. That'd be cute. <laughs> little Merlot eating little Merlot grapes. Oh, my God. <laughs> Adorable. So along with uh, black fruits, Merlot is known to exude notes of plum, chocolate, vanilla, mocha, baked cherries, and licorice. And this variety doesn't see as many green characteristics like its half-sibling Cabernet does. So those pyrazines are not as apparent, if, if apparent at all. Merlot is going to be medium to full-bodied, medium alcohol content, moderate tannins, dry, and low to moderate acidity. Merlot can be enjoyed now from its latest vintage, or you can hang on to the good ones for about 5 to 20 years, even. Merlot from Bordeaux will be the best wines to put in your cellar, so go ahead and drink those California and Washington uh, Merlots. Merlot is most renowned for its production in Bordeaux, much like Cabernet Sauvignon. However, Merlot is actually the most more popular grape of the two when we're talking about production in Bordeaux, so Merlot is the most popular grape variety in that region. Hmm. You will find Merlot predominantly in the right bank region of Bordeaux, whereas Cab is going to be in your left bank. Right. So the banks. Yes.
1: We haven't really talked about Bordeaux yet in the banks. Not. So do you want to kind of dive in just real briefly? Quick, yeah. Real briefly. So, Bordeaux. Geography at least.
0: Essentially, yeah. So Bordeaux is on the western coast of France, and there are two rivers that run down the middle, um, which divide the region. So you've got your left bank on one side of the river. The right bank on the other side of the river, and then the rivers kind of bow out and create a, a, a fork. A fork, yeah. And then there's a river called Entre de Mer, which is between the two seas that create that center area. Okay. So by the right bank, you said... Is your Merlot. And then left bank is Cab. Is so Go ahead. Exactly. So um, Merlot from the right bank is going to be mostly from two very prestigious winemaking regions, which is your Saint-Emilion and Pomerol. These wines are going to give you complexity, richness, flavors of cherry, leather, cedar, and incense. And these regions provide the vines with rich clay-based soils that are ideal for ripening Merlot. So again, in Bordeaux, like we said in our cap episode, the wines there are typically blended to create maximum quality. Um, And here you can expect Merlot to be blended with Cabernet Franc most popularly. Still, you've got your Cabernet Sauvignon, Petit Bordeaux, and other Bordeaux varietals, but Cabernet Franc, its parent, is mostly blended with Merlot in the right bank. Mm, Okay. And now, so that's the basics of Merlot and Bordeaux. We're not going to go too much farther into it. You can, if you are purchasing a wine from Bordeaux especially from the right bank and Saint-Emilion or Pomerol you can expect it to be in the upper 20s and higher so they are the least affordable merlots out there but they're also some of the best yeah so and like
1: the Pomerol specifically I think is even more expensive than Saint-Emilion I think so too yeah
0: they're hard to find yeah you, you may not even find any at your local shop but going into a big wine store is where you're gonna seek those out for sure, sure. So, we're gonna move into the new world, which is our more affordable, more approachable Merlot categories, uh, specifically California and Washington. So, California, the best Merlot is going to come from cooler climates with volcanic soils in your region, such as Napa Valley, sometimes Sonoma. Merlot has had a tough time gaining proper reputation here, um, which I'm sure we're (laughs) gonna get into later. But I think the biggest thing for Merlot is that they're always, they're sometimes referred to as soft. Um, Which can be a good or a bad thing. I think a good thing when you're talking about its tannic structure, but sometimes it means they lack complexity and they lack structure. So they're just kind of there, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, which is fine. Some people do enjoy that. But I think finding a great Merlot in California can be quite a challenge. The top Merlots from California, you should expect to have big fruit notes, cherries, plum, chocolate, vanilla, Mm. and very fine tannins. That sounds so good, though. It does sound good, and Merlot, it is, you know, it's funny, it's like the safe red wine, it really is, like, you know, you can seek out a Merlot, and it's probably going to be just fine, but when you get into higher quality with Merlot, it's exceptional, you know, it's like they get really, really good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so California Merlot, very simple. Washington is where, in, in my opinion, Merlot definitely thrives in the United States, Um, We have a cooler climate there and greater diurnal diurnal shifts. And I'm going to to explain diurnal shifts because it's a good example when you're talking about Washington. So diurnal shifts, this is a difference in temperature between the daytime and the nighttime. So if a region has a great diurnal shift, it will be very warm during the day and it's going to cool down significantly at night. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And what that does is it preserves the acidity within the wine when the wine, when the temperature is cool. But the grape can also ripen its fruit flavors during the day, so it's that really that perfect balance. So it's like, it's like, ref-
1: almost refrigerating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a so great to way to look at it. it. So like, absolutely, it's cooking during the day and then refrigerating yes, to hold it to during hold the night. those flavors. Whereas like if it was warm all the time, it would be kind of cooking all day yes, and all night.
0: That is, I love that. I love how you did that. (laughs) That really paints a good picture. Just popped in my head. Yeah, it's really great. So diurnal shifts is what we're talking about, and it's probably something we'll mention later on as well. Popping those vines in the fridge. Yeah, pop your vines in the fridge. (laughs) (laughs) Washington does that for them. (laughs) It's like fridge to microwave my fridge Yeah, microwave (laughs) fridge. (laughs) I think that's great. (laughs) I love it. But it's really good for Merlot because it, it can still... Gain some acidity, which it, it sometimes needs, but yeah. it also keeps those really lush, juicy fruit notes
1: as well. Because, like, I mean, when I was reading about Merlot, I was reading that it has a lot of, it just naturally will have a lot of sugar content. Mm-hmm. And so what we know so far with, about you know, what we've been talking about every episode is the more that the grape ripens, the sweeter it gets, but also... The more alcohol that it produces, but wineries stop the alcohol production at a certain percentage. But if there's extra residual sugar,
0: yeah. then
1: it's going to be a sweet wine. That and if sweet. there's already naturally gr- sweet grapes, right, then like Merlot, then there is a possibility for it to be a sweet wine. Yeah, but exactly. if there is a good region where it is refrigerating the wine, <laughs> refrigerating <laughs> it creates the grapes. that balance for it. It creates that balance, mm-hmm. so it prevents that sweet or that the sugars to develop quicker so they can have the better acid. Which is exactly
0: exactly, yes. I love that. It's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So we're talking about Washington with our diurnal shifts and Columbia Valley is going to be your big region in Washington and then you've got some regions on the south border towards Oregon, your Horse Heaven Hills, your Columbia Gorge, places like that. Walla Walla Valley is one of my favorite at least to say at least. (laughs) Walla Walla. Um, So here your Merlot is going to have more lush black fruits. Some of that beautiful acidity and still those chocolate, dried herb, and violet notes. And with Merlot in general, I think we touched on this earlier, the tannin structure isn't going to be as intense as Cabernet. Um, It is a thick skin varietal, but most of the tannins actually do come from oak aging when we're talking about Merlot. Yeah, that makes sense. So it's not something you can necessarily expect every time you pop open a bottle.
1: And it's not going to be consistent.
0: Right, exactly,
1: exactly. So, like, with Cab, you're going to get more consistent you know it's tannins, fair. and mm-hmm. they're always going to have it, but it depends on the winemaker with how many tannins are exactly. present. Exactly,
0: very true. Okay. So, I think when people think of Washington, they think of Seattle, and they think of rain, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, does it constantly rain on the vineyard, you might ask? <laughs> it doesn't. The answer is no, and the reason for that, it, it's really fun to point out, um, when we're talking about wine, because the, we have a mountain range that runs down the middle of Washington it kind of splits the state and half the cascades. Yeah. Cascades. Sorry. So you have this, the mountain range, but yeah, Mount Rainier is one of the biggest in Washington. Yeah. And what this mountain range does is protects the western, eastern side of the state from all of the rain and the western side of the state. So that come from the ocean. Yeah. So like all exactly. the ocean influence. All the ocean influence and all the heavy rain really does stay on the left side of the mountain range. So what that does it is it creates a totally different climate on the eastern side of the state. It's more desert-like, more arid. It's oh, not super lush in rainfall. So, And that's where all the vines are. There are some vines on the other side of the mountains, but the ones we're talking about today in Columbia Valley, Walla Walla, they are the way they are because of that mountain range and that rain shadow is what it's called. The wine term is rain shadow. Um, cool. So that covers... France, touched on France, California, and Washington. Other areas of note when we're talking about Merlot are going to be Chile, Italy, and Spain even. Chile, you can expect a more full bodied, high acidity Merlot, and you are maybe going to get some pyrazines out of those wines. And then northern Italy, Merlot is typically used in Super Tuscans. So I know we touched in Bordeaux Merlot as a blending grape, and that actually does stay true almost everywhere it's grown. Like even in California and Washington, Merlot is said to be, it is used as a great blending varietal. Hmm. And what that does, it it just adds fruitiness and a softer texture to the wine you're trying to create. So in Northern Italy, they do the same thing. They do it with Super Tuscans. Those are mostly Sangiovese based with some um, Bordeaux varietals mixed in. And it's actually the fifth most planted grape in northern Italy, which I had no idea. Um, So I learned learned that through my notes. Yeah. So in Italy, you can expect a more silky, smooth, a sleeker Merlot with good fruit and acidity. And then Spain, they do grow some Merlot as well. It's going to be really dark and full bodied, very plummy, very fruity um, kinds of Merlot. The price ranges for good Merlots, I know we kind of touched on that with France, you got your 25 plus at least. And those can get super expensive when you're talking about designations with Grand Crew, Premier Crew. In California, um, that's gonna be our cheaper one today. You can get it for anywhere from $10 and up. The good ones are gonna be 12 to th- twelve and up, sweet spot being 15, 16, okay. 17. Okay. Washington, 12 and up as well, 30, 12 to 30 is my range. Um, the one we have tonight's gonna be 15, 16. Um, so you don't have to spend crazy money on good quality Merlot. <laughs> Unless you want your French style big Bordeaux. Um, and lastly, I was going to talk about food pairings for Merlot because yeah, I think Merlot's a great it. food wine. Also, I just love talking about food pairings I know. in general with wine too. It <laughs> always makes me hungry, but yes. who cares? So, roasted foods I love with Merlot, like roasted chicken, roasted vegetables, uh, braised short ribs. And then I think blue cheese is actually a really fun pairing oh, with Merlot because it's so salty and funky, and that Merlot, they just kind of work. You know what I think about? I think about. Have you ever had chocolate and blue cheese together? I was gonna think. I was thinking like blackberry jam and blue cheese. That too. I mean, the blackberries and chocolate are two notes we're gonna see in Merlot, and pair that with some blue cheese, and the wine is just fantastic. They just really complement each other. Oh my gosh! I'm really
1: into (laughs) like this idea right now.
0: Or even like port wine and blue. Like these just really big fruity delicious lush i just love it oh it's making my mouth water for for blue cheese for blue cheese yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so good
1: so you said roasted veggies um braised beef beef yeah roast beef like bar- roasted so chicken grilled
0: or like i think grilled is fine too yeah bar- barbecue barbecue because i heard like barbecue barbecue yeah i can see could see that like barbecue i mean why not if i think I, I see it in my head, and it sounds delicious. <laughs> like
1: with like a with like a, a a fruit barbecue sauce, like a fruit based barbecue yeah, sauce. Yeah, like not really something cool. super vinegary. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yummy. Interesting. Delicious Love it. Delicious stuff.
0: Yes. There's my glow in a nutshell. And a wine I know. I know. I was gonna
1: say it again. <laughs> <laughs> Coin the term. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> so stupid. <sighs> All right. So some fun facts. Are you ready? I'm ready. Very ready. Um. I didn't find okay. I didn't find a whole lot of fun facts, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I know it sounds weird, but um, there's It's just Merlot is what it is. It's just right. like it's very simple grape. Kinda how and I feel about it. I don't think that it's a bad thing. I think people do associate it to be a bad thing, but I mm-hmm. disagree. I think it's a fantastic thing. We need those simpler grapes. It's still it's not simple in complexity. Um, but it's just, there's just, it is what it is. Yeah, with how complex it is, it is just an easy drinking red wine, you Yeah, know? in my opinion. Yeah. Which is great. So International Merlot Day is November 7th. Love it. So I just had the thought when I was, when I put this on here, we, I, I don't know why I don't have this already, but I'm going to put on our calendar yes, on the website. I just thought of that too. Yeah, why not? Why not? So we're going to put all these on the website cool. on our
0: calendar. Cute.
1: Um, so you talked about, um, Merlot being a one of the fifth most planted grapes in Italy. Yeah. So Crazy. the two regions that are primarily that merlot primarily grows in are going to be um, obviously Tuscany mm-hmm. because of super tuscans. Right. So it's blending with S- sangiovese. It really really pairs well with sangiovese. But also Veneto. Interesting. So Veneto's hu- it's like that's where that's the red grape that grows there. It's like huge and it make they make a lot of merlot. Wow. They're like known for making merlot there. Hundred percent varietal.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it's really interesting. You don't find it very easily in the U.S., but apparently it's like a big, it's a thing, wow. and it's really cool and interesting flavors that come out of that region. Yeah,
0: but yeah, apparently it's That's just so like really cool. interesting. I know I did kind of browse the Italian section to see if they had any Merlot, and they they didn't. They didn't. But I was like, this would be fun. So, yeah, Venet- if you want a Merlot from Italy, go to Veneto.
1: Cool. That's fun. Yeah. That's really fun. So, we talked about Veneto region last week with Pinot Grigio. Mm-hmm. It's the same region. So, it grows in the same region as, as Pinot Grigio. But that's why Veneto is the reason why it's the fifth most planted grape. It's not that just because sense. of Tuscany. It's because of both.
0: Really? Yeah. Okay. That makes sense.
1: Um, so, you kind of talked about Merlot and aging. I just kind of wanted to highlight that a little bit. So yes. people talk about aging all the time and like what wines are really good to age and how long to age things. Well, people talk about Merlot being like, it's just fine. <laughs> well, a lot of the times it's just fine is because you drink it too young.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Merlot is one of those really, really great wines to age. So if you have a bottle, even if it's not, a, you know, che- even if it's a cheap bottle, it's not the greatest bottle. Um, put it in your on your on your shelf or your wine rack for a little bit. And let it age for a little while and it'll mature and soften. It's like it's meant to be
0: aged. Yeah. Um, and those fruits are going to go from like super crazy juicy to more like mellow baked, stew. baked stewed. It's and like there's going to be, be a lot of really cool
1: structural changes right. too. That's good advice. Um, so when you're looking at that, it can be up to like three years, which is kind of typically what you're going to see in the, gr- in, the, in the grocery or, or mm-hmm. liquor store or wine store but you you mentioned 5 to 20 years and i think that's great. You want to start at 5. Um, the two wines that we have right now are 2017 and 2016. Uh 17 and 18 i think. 17 and 18. Yes. So and frankly we we tasted these ahead of time. Yes. Um but frankly i think that they could go longer. I do too. It's yes, i 100% agree. By at least 3 years. Yeah. Um yeah. so like truly Honestly, even a cheap wine, even if it's a $10 bottle, mm-hmm. if it's a $10 bottle of low, age it for about at least yeah, five years. Yeah, have it. Yeah, this one's, this, it's worth it. I know for me,
0: holding on to wine is really hard, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, you gotta get
1: it out of sight. <laughs> you know what, if you want to get your cheap cases, or if you want to get a case yeah. and get, like,
0: cheap wine... Yeah. Merlot is a great way get to get a start. case. <laughs> yeah. Start there and um, put it in your basement so you don't see it every day. You guys are going to drink it. Well, also why problem. you put it in your
1: basement is because <laughs> this is one, one note that I want to make. We haven't talked about aging at all. No, not much. No. But when you age, make sure to store it in a cool area mm-hmm. and make sure you st- store it on the side. You don't want it to be too dry. Mm-hmm. You want it to be a little damp back down there, but like not. Wet, obviously. Yeah, and you
0: want to keep the cork wet, but right, that so you keep out. it on
1: the side so the cork maintain stays wet from the wine. Because mm-hmm. if if the cork dries out, then that's when your your wine can be goes bad it, it can or it can oxidate. Go bad, yeah, yeah, it can go bad. It can get oxidated mm-hmm. or whatever. So fun fact. Yes. Back in 1880s, there were there was this louse. I think we talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. There was this vine louse that attacked all of pretty much all of Europe. Of it was the majority yeah. of the wine world. Uh, including America, mm-hmm. and they it it kills everything. But Philoxera during that time, yeah, is it's called phylloxera. Thank you, we've mentioned it. Yeah, and during that time, um, obviously there were people that trans uh, that that traveled and brought wine over and vines and and clones mm-hmm. over to other different countries. And Chile is one of them. Chile, Argentina, South America was one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, South America. Chile specifically, but South America was untouched by this phylloxera. And so what that means is that the vines that were brought over from Bordeaux or any other regions were saved from this phylloxera. Mm -hmm. And they essentially are the oldest Mm -hmm. Bordeaux vines. Yeah. It's the original rootstock. Their original rootstock. Yeah. So when they were kind of growing this Merlot in Chile, they were having issues with this taste they're like this this has a weird not so merlot like flavor what is you know what is this why is this not merlot and so they did some DNA testing and found out that it's actually called carmineer yeah it was a totally they had been selling this wine as merlot
0: and it wasn't merlot the entire time
1: (laughs) it is still um it's a sibling or cousin of merlot it is still related to merlot but it is Different than Merlot, so very. Ca- or Carmenere, yeah, it is very <laughs> <Quite> different. different. <laughs> so Carmenere is its own thing, and it was originally a Bordeaux varietal. Obviously, we have the five Bordeaux grapes: so you have Cabernet Sauvignon, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot, Merlot, and Malbec, mm-hmm. uh, and then you also had Carmenere. Yeah. Carmenere no longer existed because they kind of started phasing it out as a Bordeaux blend. Yeah, very grape. very small, and amounts. then and then phylloxera killed it. Mm-hmm. And then so they found out that oh my gosh they brought that over and started growing this carmenere and now carmenere really is primarily only grown in Chile and it much. Is phenomenal it's phenomenal wine and it's so affordable. <laughs> yeah. Like you can get a fin- fantastic
0: carmenere for like 10 bucks. You really can. It just cracks me up that they had been selling this phony wine <laughs> i know i was like oh <laughs> come get your merlot it's like this isn't merlot at all it's Carmenere. and i think it wasn't until like the 80s they figured that out 1980s so it was like i think recent. so well when
1: dna testing became available yeah so it was like late 80s yeah mid mid to late 80s so cool i
0: love that story i do too it's a good one one of my favorite wine stories you want to taste some wine let's taste some okay. wine let's do it so we've got two different merlots here today um Obviously, not touching on Bordeaux just yet because of the price points. We wanted to keep these are probably our most affordable we've done so far, and we don't want to focus too
1: hard or too much on big blends. Exactly. Yeah. These not are yet.
0: still technically blends. I don't know the exact varietal breakdown, but they're labeled as Merlot, so we know that they're at least seventy-five percent, at least, at least, they're probably, probably more than that. Yeah. So we've got a California and a Washington. Our California is going to be Bonterra, and that's where we're going to start today. And it is just California appellated, so I'm not exactly sure um, where exactly the grapes were grown. So we're just in California. The label says they're organic grapes, and we're in 2018 with this vintage. And I'm sure you've seen Bonterra. It's very popular wine stores, grocery stores. Yeah, Bonterra is They make a bunch of stuff. So um, this wine cost me like 12 bucks, which is great. Love it. Love it. Okay. So, let's look at our bonterra Merlot here. As far as color goes, I'm seeing some purpley plum, dark colors, maybe a little ruby around the rim. Yeah, that rim, that rim is pretty ruby, yeah, like, pretty little ruby. Pi- like a
1: little pinky red.
0: Yeah, I agree, and it's not super super translucent, but you can still kind of see through it. Um, the legs aren't crazy either, but they're there, so nothing, nothing really standing out for me on the site. On the nose, got definitely those black fruits. It's a little more red fruits. The second now that we're tasting it now, black cherry, blackberry, yeah. cranberry, dried plums. Everything's very ripe. Very ripe. Maybe a little juicy on some of those. hmm Yummy. So, it smells great. Yeah, it uh,
1: non-earth or sorry, non-earth, <laughs> non-fruit <laughs> earthy notes. <laughs> I'm getting definitely earth. I'm getting honestly. I'm getting a little bit more herbs. So we yeah. had like herbs on we did this. did have herbs on our list. Um, I'm getting a little bit of mint on this. Are you getting a touch of mint?
0: I could see that for sure. Um, But yeah. Dried herbs, dried all, herbs all day. Dusty cellar is there. Uh, a little bit of dried dirt. Yeah. And then that oak is also apparent. Definitely these both are gonna be aged in
1: oak. For sure. I think this oak from the nose I think is French. Yeah.
0: Maybe a mix. I still get some good vanillins. Yeah, the vanilla is great. Toast. Yummy. Cool. It smells taste. great. Mm. Okay. Medium body. Mm-hmm. Medium acidity. Yep. Moderate alcohol. We're yep. just like right in the middle with this guy. Very medium, easy to medium medium to light tannin. Yeah, it's not aggressive. mm It's it's definitely on my tongue, but it's very smooth. Sm- Smooth and soft and it just gives it that extra layer of complexity mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it it's not this. Bad. it's super yeah. it goes down easy it's not a big wine it's not a light wine it's just that perfect in between for it's me it's perfect
1: in between it's a great food wine
0: I'm getting some more chocolate on the palate yeah, cocoa that kind of shines that, more on the palate for me mm-hmm.
1: the herbs are there the fruit um, I would say matches the palate or matches the nose mm-hmm. on the palate yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, 12
1: bucks. Very straightforward merlot, <laughs> but it still has a lot more going on um, than your typical I guess when I say typical I mean like your what people might assume assume
0: merlot are, or like, merlot. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Lovely. Okay, let's move right into our Washington wine. It's our first Washington wine on the podcast, I think. Yeah, That's fun. It is. I love Washington. I'm hoping to travel there this year. Miles mm-hmm. and I have been talking about you it. You should. He wants to climb Mount Rainier. He's a rock climber. <laughs> so I'll be at the vineyard until he's climbing rocks. Perfect. <laughs> okay, so we have H3, Horse Heaven Hills Merlot. H3. H3, Horse Heaven Hills. We decided that's what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> 2017, so we're um, the year before our last. And this one appears to be much darker, much inkier. It's almost black. Like, yeah. You can't even see it. It's hard to it. see through. Yeah. Some rim variation is there. It's not maybe as... Extreme is the first one. It's more red, red though. It is more red, red, and now I'm seeing some staining. what now that we're in this room, legs are there. Nothing crazy. Cool. On the nose. Whew. Okay. Right wow. off the bat,
1: like we I know we talk about fruit, but right off the it's bat, it is it. a <laughs> it is a chocolate covered coconut. Yeah,
0: I love that with a cherry on top. So chocolate covered a black coconut cherry. cherry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But if we are trying to get fruit out of here, we're digging. Black Black cherry. cherry. (laughs) Oh wow. Dried cranberry, I think. Yeah. Um,
1: maybe some really ripe (sighs) or overripe blackberry. Maybe blackberry. Almost almost to blackberry jam, honestly. It's very it's very sweet blackberry. One hundred
0: percent. And super ripe, juicy. Okay. Non fruits. We got a lot going on here. We got our chocolate. We got our Pencil shavings. <laughs> we yes. got leather. I'm getting some leather now. Oh, I get leather for sure. Some flowers. Those dark violets oh, are coming through. Oh, the flowers! It's so floral. And then there's that oak. Holy crap! Vanilla, the oak coconut, is toast. Wild. I mean, so it's that everything. coconut
1: tells us immediately that it's American oak. Yes. Um. I I'm getting toasted, like toasted coconut. Yeah. I'm. So with I you think there. that the, to- the the barrels were toasted before the wine went in. I think so too.
0: It just smells so good. It does. This is one of those wines I could just stick my nose in all day and not even care to drink it. Yeah. <laughs> it's got a great aroma. I think this... We should I, probably taste it. Okay, let's taste <laughs> it. I know. I'm like, we can talk about this all day. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. That oak's up. Oh. It's a little fruitier on the palate for me. Mm-hmm. I'm nice choc- and warm. I'm really
1: chocolatey, too. It's chocolate-y. really
0: Chocolatey. Oh, so good. Super soft,
1: velvety. Very soft. Yum. But soft is not a bad thing. Like, this is super, Mm -hmm. especially for people who don't like tannin. I don't want to say delicate because it's not like a lighter body. It's it's definitely bold. Yeah. But
0: it's soft texture. It's very pleasant. It's very very easy
1: to drink, but there's so
0: much going on. Right. And I think it's more, like, it's not structurally intense. Like, there's not crazy big tannins. There's not crazy big acid. There's not crazy big alcohol. It's Mm -hmm. all just very moderate. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's so pleasant. Incense. Incense? You I just got that? incense. <laughs> On your finish? Yum.
1: Maybe even a little coffee now. Yeah, a little bit of coffee. Um, I'm getting this chocolate that I'm getting specifically is like a bitter dark chocolate. Like I'm Yum. getting some phenolic
0: bitterness in the back of my throat. It's so good. I just really enjoy this one. <laughs> this is great. So I think it's fun to see that these two side by side. Obviously, these states are near each other. Mm-hmm. I think the Washington is wildly more complex and it's got a lot more notes notes going on. The structure though are, are, for both of them are very similar. Yeah. I think the Washington's a little more a little bigger, fuller body, whatever, but
1: but it's both still delicious. Le- honestly the the Washington has less tannin though. I agree. It's also less acidic. Yeah, I agree.
0: It's very This is very
1: low acid on the on the Washington wine. Yeah,
0: those are hard to come by. So this one cost me like $14, fourteen fifteen. Um, So still super affordable. So good. Good stuff. Yeah. In summary, generally
1: Merlot is medium bodied, has moderate acidity, moderate alcohol, soft tannins, and it will have notes of black fruits, plum, chocolate, dried herbs, and vanilla.
0: In France, you can expect your Merlot to be earthier and dustier. The regions you will look for are Saint-Emilion and Pomerol, and these wines will cost you $27 and up. In California, Merlot tends to give you big fruit notes of cherries and plum, chocolate, vanilla, with fine tannins, and these wines will cost you anywhere from 12 and up. Washington Merlot typically has notes of lush black fruits, beautiful acidity, that chocolate, dried herb, and violet as well, and these wines typically will be in the 14 and up range.
1: Also, Merlot will be considered in blends in California to be Meritage and Bordeaux in France okay Gracie are you ready to be quizzed I sure
0: hope so (laughs) I'm just finishing off my wine (laughs) so
1: more of these this quiz stuff um I'm having I was having a hard time because there's not a lot of information on Merlot that is like fun unique information Yeah, I think we're
0: running into that it's more just like wine quiz
1: yeah maybe so this is like you're not if you know this this is again what (laughs) But this is more of like, I wanted to m- have this as a fun fact, but turn it into a quiz and yeah. then learn about it a little bit. Perfect. Okay. So, forgive me, I don't know really how to pronounce this. Um, I took seven years of French and sometimes words are still hard. <laughs> okay. So, in Pal- in Bordeaux, in Pomerol, mm-hmm. one of the most famous vineyards, or winemakers, is Petrus. I think it's pronounced Petru, probably. I don't know Petru. Petru, Petru. I think is what it's how it's pronounced. Okay, I could be wrong.
0: You're probably right.
1: <laughs> I don't know French. Um, so the most expensive. This is one of the most prominent and famous uh, winemakers. They are also very known to make very expensive wines. Right. Uh, primarily a hundred percent Merlot is what they do. They don't blend very often. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, the most expensive bottle of Petrus, or Petru is 1961 Vintage.
0: Okay.
1: It has a blend of 95% Merlot and 5% Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. How much did it sell for? 1961.
0: Mostly Merlot. Pomerol Petrus. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. Okay, so based on our previous quizzes, I feel like I know where in range it might be. I don't know, though. Okay. Hmm. Is there a multiple choice? There is.
1: Yeah, let me get that. <laughs> okay. So, 57,000. Okay. 91,000. 144,000. Or 269,000. 57,000. No. C. <laughs> it is C. Okay. 144,000. Wow. It was sold in two thousand eleven, um, at an auction and it was rec- or it was expected to sell between fifty to ninety 50000 w
0: fifty was like my gut instinct, so that's why I chose fifty seven. I was like, I'm gonna say fifty
1: thousand. Yeah, it was expected to sell between fifty to ninety thousand, wow. but it ended up selling for 144000 hundred and forty four thousand. Because it was an auction. And it was actually sold in Euros, so this is the
0: Translation. Uh, tri- yeah. Wow. Conversion. I wonder who bought it?
1: Uh, some really wealthy person. No kidding. Who has that much money to spend on one
0: bottle oh, I of wine? Know.
1: <laughs> so this okay. So there's like a big write up on this about about this specific specific bottle. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, the 1961 perf- pe- uh, Petru was perfect perfection. Wow. And then they go into like all the details of the structure and the flavor profiles, and then the final summary of it was. Imagine a Reese's peanut butter cup laced with layers of coffee and cherry and encased in a shell of Valrhona chocolate. Whoa. What?
0: (laughs) I know, right? Oh, man, that's just not how I associate Bordeaux Merlot at all. Or Merlot, but it just sounds wonderful. Oh, my gosh.
1: So apparently with uh, Petru and, like, especially all of these, so one of the flavor profiles that they were bringing out was the the way that it aged because it's 1961 and they, they opened it up, um, in t- when they sold when it was sold yeah. so they could taste it and bring it out. Wow. Um, when they opened it up, they were saying th- the way that Merlot aged or that for that long, it aged to be super um, reminiscent of a really yummy port. Wow. It was really cool. Oh, that's so cool. Um. So average Petru. Wines are between, uh, I should say Petru, because it's not, there's no accent of agout. I'm not correcting you because I don't know. I know, but I feel like <laughs> other people are. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> average is going to be $2,000 to $5,000 a Jesus. bottle. That's average, so they won't find anything lower than $1,000. Um, Good for them. The best vintage of Petrus, or Petru, is uh, 2019. Really? That was just a couple Recommended, of years ago. which is a couple years ago. Can we um, get one? Let That's what see. I was saying. It is also the youngest bottle or youngest vintage that they've produced yeah. so far. So get yourself a bottle. And, I mean, well, if we were talking well, about investments. <laughs> if we were talking about investments. Yeah. You know, can you imagine if this is the best vintage? Hmm. I and mean, we buy it now when it's at its youngest. But here's the thing. Because <laughs> it's apparently the best. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's going to be an investment. So oh, it'll, in, inflate intent, for sure. it'll inflate It'll inflate. Especially if the best before... Or not even the best. It was just sold the highest. Yeah. 1961 wasn't even that great of a year. So, apparently... It just
0: has a reputation. It just no. has a
1: reputation. So, that was sold for 144000 If you buy this... So, right now, it's showing that you can get a 2019 Petrus for... Um, anywhere between 45 to
0: nine thousand dollars <laughs> in a range <laughs> so if you sell wine and you're listening to this if you just want to donate a bottle if you to have the, the better cash. with wine, if you have cash we <laughs> yeah. accept all donations in any form <laughs> <laughs> um but
1: yeah so this sell yeah i'm seeing like it's so purchase it at cool four thousand dollars and it'll inflate to possibly a hundred two hundred thousand yeah that's risky in several years yeah. got would be a little risky I mean, and you have to like make sure if you, you don't if you, are, if you risk, in, <laughs> if you risk
0: in stocks this is a lot less risky than that you think so yeah okay I risk in stocks but I've never bought a $4,000 bottle of wine have you ever bought a $4,000 stock? no I haven't <laughs> so there's <laughs> that
1: and you gotta hide it from yourself yeah don't drink that. that's it. true okay so the next question that I have Okay, it's still related to that bottle. Okay. How long would it take to decant <gasps> that bottle? Hmm. I thought this was super interesting. What year was it? 70,
0: 1961. 61. How long should you decant it? Right? Mm-hmm. I would say... Yeah. I'm going to say like six hours.
1: Less than that. Three. Do you want the multiple choice? Yeah. Okay. A, five minutes, B, 45 minutes, C, two hours, three, or D, three, (laughs) D, five hours.
0: (laughs) Two hours. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Two hours to decant. To just let it hang out with oxygen intact. Yeah. Before you even drink it. Yeah. I wonder why. I mean, I know why, but I wonder how it transforms. I wonder how they know that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, how many people have decanted this bottle of wine to where I they know. know that two hours is perfect? Wow. I That's wonder if really they're, like, cool. sampling,
1: like, uh, yeah. every, every, like, 45 minutes or 30 minutes or something. That is so cool. Super interesting. Here's my last question. What is a telltale sign that a wine might be a Merlot as opposed to a Cabernet Sauvignon in a blind tasting?
0: Um, the absence of pyrazines.
1: Final answer. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want them multiple choice? Yes. <laughs> A, rim color, B, clarity, C, pronounced earth, or D, staining on the glass? Well, damn. It wasn't an option. That's what I was like. <laughs> okay. Um, rim color, staining, clarity, oh. pronounced earth.
0: This is hard. It um, is really hard. I'm trying to think through it. Sorry for the silence. Okay, so... Think rim, out loud. Rim color, think out loud. Okay, rim color really just has to do with aging, in my opinion, in my experience. So I'm going to maybe not say that one. Clarity has to do with, like, the body and how thick the grape is. They're very similar. Staining. Okay. What's the other one? Earth? Pronounced Earth pronounced earth see that's tough i'm gonna go with staining nope nope earth nope (laughs) what is (laughs) the rim color i okay and i wanted to say that because i feel like you talked about it in the tasting a lot so i feel like you were hinting to me
1: (laughs) uh i guess i did a little bit um okay so i found out that because merlot has thinner skins mm-hmm. they are more susceptible to light damage huh so it is possible that if you see a merlot merlot might have more orange or brick red tint to the to the to the rim, rim. and it's not wow. indicative of age it's indicative of the li- of the of the light filtration
0: but how do you know the difference in a blind
1: tasting i think it's a different color of orange or red That's bizarre. Right. So that's like more advanced, like advanced to master level.
0: Yeah. That just like took me into a realm of wine that I knew existed, but I've never stepped foot into. (laughs) You know? It's like, whoa.
1: Isn't that interesting though? That is really
0: interesting. My head is 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 spinning.
1: That there's a difference between an orange rim aging to an orange rim because of light filtration. Because
0: for me, it's always been so black and white. Like rim variation is based on age, period. Right. That's not true anymore. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that was really interesting. That is really, really fascinating. I'm going to think about that all night. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. You're welcome.
1: Sorry. You see, <laughs> I, I really lo- No, I
0: do. I love this podcast and I, I want to, I, I just love it because we are constantly learning. I want to say that. Learning. I can't say that enough. Like, I don't I want people to think we like, have our shit together and like know exactly what we're talking about. But we like study for these episodes and it, we brush up on our knowledge and we, research other aspects of wine we weren't forced to study and i think that's yeah. really fun i yeah i think that was I, I when i heard that or when i read that i was like
1: really and
0: yeah. then i wanted to
1: look for other sources because i was like mm. mm-hmm. and there's another there were a couple sources so i'm like okay i love that, that. must be a thing it gotta be right it gotta be it gotta be <laughs> 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 how merlot can oh you go? my god <laughs> we, went <pretty> l- <laughs> we went pretty merlot we went pretty merlot
0: I'm calling oh. Wine one, one. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, there was another one I, I'll remember. Oh, we were watching some show and she had like a bottle of wine. She said, "Alcohol, you later." <laughs> oh yes, please. So we're like oh all in a group message. My mom's like, "Alcohol, you later." <laughs> I hope you do. <laughs> so good. Uh, it's too good. That's really really good. Yeah, we have oh. it's fun times. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that covers it. That covers it.
1: Thank you guys so much for tuning in, for um, (laughs) supporting us and uh, commenting and liking all of our stuff on Instagram. Uh, If you have any questions, again, please, please, please don't feel or don't hesitate to DM us Mm -hmm. on Instagram or send us a message on our website. Uh, It actually emails, it sends us an email. Um, If you don't want to do a website, our email is babes at betterwithwinepod.com. And, uh, yeah Yeah. or comment or send us a message on instagram please like and subscribe our pod Mm -hmm. uh, wherever you listen to your podcast it really helps us and it helps us to get to the top for ratings um if if we're rated highly and well so um that's all i have thank you guys so much for joining us
0: uh on our fifth uh episode Episode. oh my gosh we hope you made your we hope we made (laughs) your day day or evening or whatever whatever better Better with with wine.
1: wine